This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's 12.03 on Friday afternoon, March 25th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. A House vote on the federal legalization of marijuana could come as soon as next week. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, reports on pending home sales and consumer sentiment reflect uncertain times. We're joined by Bob Bruska, chief economist with Fact and Opinion Economics based in New York. Bob, thanks for joining us today. And the two reports uh, that we're going to discuss are fact and opinion, in a, in a manner of speaking. And let's start with the uh, opinion. Consumer sentiment remains at a decade low, which is, it's always interesting to me to read about these reports of consumer sentiment, Bob, because you hear all these stories about how this is literally the best job market in the lifetime, perhaps, of a generation of listeners. Uh, you can name your own price. You can uh, negotiate all sorts of perks from your employer, but you drive past one gas station, and it's a real buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I grew up in Detroit, and I can remember gas wars one summer where I actually paid 16 cents for a gallon of gas. So um, that really happened. Gas prices are important to consumers because they fill their tank a lot. You know, people are focused on things they spend money on the most frequently, and, uh, and the inflation numbers are bad. And, in fact, there are other things that are, that are bad. I mean, while the job market looks strong in a lot of statistical terms, um, though the fact of the matter is the economy still offers a lot of low-skilled jobs. And while they're paying more money for them, uh, these still may not be the kind of enriching uh, career opportunities that people want. Uh, you can go to McDonald's and get paid more for flipping burgers and, and frying fries, but is that really what you want to do, even if they're paying you, you know, 15 or $17 an hour? So I think that there are some limitations in terms of what the job market really tells you. They are, they are, the job market is tight, but the consumer confidence numbers are telling us that consumers are worried about the future. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about the war that's going on. They're worried about the virus is still circulating. Uh, they're worried about what these supply chains are going to do. And they're worried that they go to the store, and quite apart from, quote, abstract inflation, you know, they see what they have to pay to buy food every week. And that's quite a chilling experience. I mean, I'm in New York, and I'm a meat eater. And I'll tell you, I can't believe the prices that uh, they put on steaks. You know, you'd think they're made of gold. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's a common experience for everybody. My own trip to the uh, grocery store uh, last Saturday, uh, a, a substantially uh, heftier. Uh, the receipt was uh, compared to uh, trips to the grocery store in 2021 or even 2020. And then, well, let's talk about the housing market. Uh, it definitely is showing signs of cooling off, and maybe perhaps because they've simply run out of homes to sell. Well, this is one of the themes from the uh, from the realtors, but you know, 
Uh, pending home sales uh, declined for the fourth month in a row. And let's remember that, you know, when you talk about pending home sales, you talk about existing home sales, you're talking about every house that's out there in America, okay? And what you're just telling me is that, that there just aren't a lot of them that are on the market right now. They're not being put up for sale. But every house conceivably could be part of the offer for an existing home sale next month. So there are these kinds of dynamics that wash through the economy. You know, when it comes to new homes, I, I believe the supply story a little bit better because, you know, you need buildable lots, you need this, you need that. But for existing homes, uh, I'm, I'm not quite uh, convinced that that's the problem. I think it's prices. I think it's people concerned about interest rates going up. And I think it's these basic economic things that are creating problems for people. Thanks for joining us, Bob Bruska, Chief Economist, Fact and Opinion Economics, based in New York. Coming up, the U.S. House considers legalizing marijuana. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The U.S. House Rules Committee will hold a hearing on Monday, which could lead to a floor vote on a bill to legalize marijuana on the federal level. Let's discuss this pending legislation with Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Michael, thanks for joining us today. A number of states, including Illinois, have already legalized marijuana and regulated it for recreational purposes, but it still remains a Schedule I one narcotic as far as the federal judicial system is concerned. What would this legislation do and what are the chances of it actually going up uh, for a vote in front of the full house? Well, good afternoon, Robin. Thanks for having me on. So there's currently 18 States that are, uh, have had, have, have uh, marijuana legal recreationally. 37 of them uh, are, uh, have medical marijuana legalized. So, the majority of states have it legal in some form or another. As you said, there's a um, a hearing on Monday, but it's also on the list of bills expected to be considered next week in the House. So it is likely to not only have the hearing, but to be considered for a House vote next week. If it isn't next week, it'll be the following week. So it's it's highly likely to be voted on, highly likely to pass, because a similar bill passed uh the house a couple years ago and this one should should as well so what's in the bill the main the main issues are it's going to deschedule marijuana which right now as you mentioned it's marijuana is considered a schedule one um drug which puts it in the same category as heroin which obviously is ridiculous so that that is part of the bill uh, also expunging records of, of, of some convictions and also a possible federal tax on cannabis with the money going to the affected communities uh, by, the war, by the war on drugs. So there's a lot of good stuff in the bill. It will probably pass the House. But then we're, we go to the Senate and uh, Senator Schumer has his own act that he is going to introduce next month. And then the question is, can the two governing bodies get together with one bill get it passed when the Senate is 50-50 Democrat-Republican and get it passed and get it to Biden's desk. 
That's the big question, and we're going to find out. And and one thing happened uh, between the last effort at federal legalization and today, and that is uh, cannabis has basically turned into a, co- a gold mine for uh, the states that have legalized it on a recreational basis. I mean, I think when uh, at the dawn of 2020, when the state of Illinois uh, both legalized sports gambling and recreational marijuana, uh, nobody was able to anticipate the uh, Black Swan event that was going to happen in March of 2020. But uh, the tax revenue the state of Illinois collected on both uh, has been extraordinarily lucrative. And looking at it from a dollars and cents perspective, uh, it could be a budget saver. Well, sure. Well, it's already helped, as you said, the states that have legalized it. In Illinois, where we know how, how the pension problems here have caused our budgets to be extremely, extremely difficult to, to balance the revenue they've gotten from cannabis has been maybe the most important new form of, of revenue that the state has had in the last 20 years. So it's been dramatic. Now, you know, at the federal level, will this happen? Um, and keep, keep in mind, in, in Illinois, it will still remain legal and, and, and Illinois will still get revenue. But these companies, as, as lucrative as cannabis has been, these, the companies that, that, that deal in marijuana are not keeping much money because at the federal level, it's getting taxed so onerously because of it being on Schedule 1. So the big thing for investors in cannabis is if this legislation takes us off Schedule 1, it will make these companies much more profitable, and that would drive stock prices higher. So as an investor, what you're interested in is getting it off of Schedule 1, which the House bill is going to do. Will the Senate bill do that? Probably then will it go to Biden and will he sign it? We're going to find all that out probably this year. And with Biden's numbers so low in favorability, you got to believe he's going to sign this thing if it gets to him. And then if it does, I, I think that you're going to see st- the stock market, uh, the stocks in, the, in this sector soar. I mean, it, they're at near, all, near two-year lows right now. So they have a long way to run on the upside. They could go up 50 to 100% if this thing actually gets through. But Again, I caution investors, will it? That's the question, and we're going to find it out in the next six months. Well, it's interesting how the uh, cannabis space has evolved uh, into a uh, multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, 30 years ago, the cannabis space was uh, the parking lot behind a convenience store. So uh, times have certainly changed. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us. Coming up next, an activist investor helps boost shares of Bed Bath & Beyond. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Bed Bath & Beyond has reached deal with activist investor Ryan Cohen. Let's find out what it means for the future of the retailer. We're joined by Shah Gilani, Chief Investment Strategist, MoneyMorning.com. Shah, thanks for joining us today. Not too long ago, you suggested buying the stock when it was between $13 and $14 a share. And if people listen to you, they're uh, feeling pretty good right about now think as they hold on to it, they'll probably do even better for a bunch of reasons. Uh, I, I like what uh, Mr. Cohen is attempting to do. He's trying to, wants to spin off or sell uh, a couple of assets that Bed Bath Beyond holds, and I think that's a smart move. Uh, he's also trying to push them into their 
targeting online business and, and, and make a harder press into that business. They've done, they've made some inroads there, but they need to do more. They need to cull some more of their physical stores. And I think he's pushing for a lot of the right things that I think will benefit the stock. And in the meantime, uh, investors can look at this stock as, as nicely as it has risen and anticipate that it might have a, a lot higher to go simply for a technical reason that there is just a massive amount of shorting going on in Bed Bath & Beyond. And if you look at that, and that was on the initial, um, for, for me, one of the initial functions of, of what I do and screen for is like, how big of a short position are there in some of these companies out there that have fundamental prospects that are generally positive in the long run that can be and you you know you attach something like that to a bed bath and beyond and you've got a massive short position out there collectively speaking on against the float and uh, you get the the reddit type investors and the retail investors who go after these companies and they bid up the stock causing the shorts to cover and you get these massive rallies bed bath and beyond is one of those companies one of those stocks that has the potential to just scream any day. And what is it about uh, Bed Bath & Beyond? Outside of the fact that its its fundamental business uh, seems to be strong and there will always be a customer base. I mean, every August, people are always going back to college and need to stock up on pillows and humidifiers or or, or things to just, you know, stock dorm rooms or you move into a home. Um, you know, what is it that makes it so attractive to uh, short sellers? I think the fact that it has held on to its bricks and mortar business model for far too long and it shouldn't make the investments in online and digital type expansion. So I think that's given good reason. There's a lot of also negativity in terms of the narrative of this company has waited too long to move into the digital era and it's not cutting stores fast enough and eventually its debt is going to overwhelm it and it's going under. Now, I don't agree with any of that and I think that uh, Mr. Ryan doesn't agree with any of that, and I think that if uh, investors want to take a shot on this company, and in some sense it is a shot, I think it's more and, and better than just a shot. I think it's a good trading opportunity that can turn into a, a good long-term investment if they get their act together in the boardroom and figure out how to move faster into the digital era. The ticker symbol is BBBY Shah Galani, Chief Investment Strategist, MoneyMorning.com. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, more women are making their mark in crypto and venturing into the metaverse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. President Biden is in Poland thanking U.S. troops for their efforts. A special report coming up from CBS News. Entrepreneur Friday. We meet the CEO of a company that's bringing more women into the world of crypto, NFTs, and the metaverse. Apple reportedly wants to sell phones and iPads as part of a hardware subscription service. WBBM Business. The markets are lower. The Dow is down three points. The S&P 500 is down two and a half and the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ I should say is down uh, 106 points. AccuWeather says clouds and breaks of sunshine increasingly windy with a shower or two this afternoon. A high today of 47. We have 45 degrees right now in Chicago under cloudy skies at 1231. CBS News Special Report. President Biden is in Poland for meetings about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. He tells reporters he had hoped to get a closer look, but... Part of my disappointment is that uh, I can't see it firsthand like I have in other places. They will not let me, understandably, I guess, it cross the border and take a look at what's going on. But he does say the U.S. will not let refugees go hungry. We, the United States, are going to do our part because we're the third largest producer of wheat in the world. And our Canadian friends are going to do the same thing. Poland's president, speaking through a translator, is happy President Biden is there. Today, the eastern flank of NATO, and I do not hesitate to say this, this is a front line today, the eastern flank. One border town along the eastern flank has handled more than a million refugees so far. CBS News Special Report. I'm Linda Kenyon. WBBM News Time 1232. The noon business hour continues. Markets are a little lower today. We're joined by Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director with Clearstead Advisors based in New York. Jim, thanks for joining us today. After uh, an entire 2022 of uh, rather wild swings in the stock market on a seemingly daily basis, uh, these this rather mild activity today seems like a, a, a welcome refresher. Yeah, the market is is uh, handling itself much better than you would expect, given what's going on in the bond market. Uh, Fed officials this week have been decidedly more hawkish. Uh, the markets are now pricing in substantial increases in interest rates this year. Uh, it looks like a very steep curve of interest rate increases com- combined with balance sheet reduction, which is going to tighten financial conditions. And uh, uh, we don't we don't now know what that's going to do to the economy and how high rates are going to have to go to solve the inflation issue. So you would think that the markets would be a little bit more hesitant than they are. 
Uh, it looks like what the markets are saying is we're going into this period with enough strength in the economy that we're likely to navigate through the higher interest rates and continue to grow in the economy uh, this year and next. That for, assumption will be tested over coming months. For those uh, who may not be uh, 100% uh, you know, clear on what the bond market is, what makes the bond market so attractive at a time like this? And what do you as an investor get out of it? Well, what's happening is that interest rates are going up, uh, particularly uh, uh, short-term rates, two- and five-year rates, and so now you can get uh, 2.5% uh, on your money uh, with, uh, with no risk, assuming you're willing to buy and hold for either the two- or five-year term, which is not a great bargain, but it's certainly better than the almost zero that you were getting uh, a year ago. So the bond market becomes a little bit of a, a competitor uh, for stocks. I don't think yet a powerful competitor, but it's more of a competitor uh, to stocks. But the other side of the coin is, as these interest rates go up, it makes mortgages more expensive, it makes car loans more expensive, so it also has the potential to slow the economy somewhat. And uh, one month into the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, adding another stressor to the uh, financial markets and to the economy overall, um, what is, looking back now, what is the assessment of the impact on the uh, on the oil market, on the food market, and uh, on inflation in this country, because it seems like in some ways it was a shock, but now investors uh, seem to have gotten a handle on, on what's what has happened thus far. Well, uh, it certainly increases inflation, increases disruptions of supply chain, increases uh, uh, the price of energy, increases the price of food. Uh, and that's, that's part of that is being reflected in the bond market with the increase uh, in inflation expectation and interest rates. But the market is also, I think, at this point, assuming that uh, uh, this conflict will end at some point over the next several months. Uh, there are two schools of thought. One is that the Russians, uh, due to their lack of, uh, of anticipated success on the battlefield, are going to settle for the Donbar region in the east, uh, which would be a, a conclusion that the markets could live with. The other school of thought is, says that Putin, Putin is, uh, his back is to the wall and he's sending more, more arms and troops into Belarius. Uh, to 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 try another um, uh, uh, invasion from the north into the south to take Kiev. So I think the markets are in a wait and see attitude in terms of the war. They're attentive to it, but they're not assuming either the best or the worst. But are understanding that it's increasing it's increasing supply chain uh, dislocations and inflation. And so far, uh, there have been very few surprises uh, when it comes to the uh, Russian incursion, the invasion, the war in Ukraine, and uh, that's the thing the market. Markets like the least. Uh, yeah, the, mar- the market dislikes uncertainty. I think what the market is taking comfort in is how well the the Ukrainian uh, troops are resisting the Russian advance, which means that um, uh, the odds of, of Ukraine remaining a free and independent and Western-oriented country uh, have increased. Uh, and uh, that's probably a good assumption, but it's not a rock-solid one yet. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, Clearstead Advisors, based in New York. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, a women-run business that's on the leading edge of finance and NFTs. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're venturing into the worlds of cryptocurrency and NFTs with Alyssa Merkline, who is the CEO of Crypto Chicks NFT. 
based in San Francisco. Alyssa, thanks for joining us today. And your company offers a variety of services, and uh, among them, it's explaining to the uninitiated what an NFT and Web3 are to people who might have heard about it but can't really wrap their head around the concept. So uh, before we talk about your story, you know, what's the elevator pitch to those uh, who may not know what NFTs are and, and, and are curious to find out? Thanks for having me on. So NFTs, NFT stands for non-fungible token. And it's basically a digital asset that lives on the blockchain. And it's immutable proof that you as an individual own this. So think about it. If you're buying a luxury good or anything that is really expensive, like a car, for example, you get a certificate of authenticity. It's kind of an implementation of that, but in the digital world, if that makes sense. And is this, uh, if, if people are, are hearing about this, this is the, it's called Web3, uh, which is kind of the third iteration of, 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 the, of, the, uh, of the, the internet revolution, if you want to call it that. And you see all these people running into the uh, crypto space and they say to themselves, well, we missed out on Netscape and we missed out on, on Facebook. And uh, this is now uh, in this world of decentralized finance, this is where it's at. So is this a, a company that is uh, pitched towards investors, or is it pitched towards people who uh, want to get into NFTs, create their own works, and have that uh, digital certificate of authenticity? It's a little bit of both. So our community, CryptoChicks, is specifically designed to empower women within the space. So I come from a background of of Silicon Valley tech, where, to be quite candid, there's a big problem with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so with this, as, as you mentioned, a new dawn of a new age of the internet, there's kind of a recreation of what are the rules in this space. And with that, CryptoChicks is putting forward a really strong effort to make sure that women are included in that directly from the forefront. And that's both as investors and collectors, but also as the people who are building and operating in this space. So we really encourage and empower the people within our community to not only collect the NFTs that we create, but then to go and start building their own projects, to build their own companies within the industry. This was launched uh, September of 2021, and uh, the NFT collection already numbers uh, 10,000. All of them have been minted uh, on the blockchain. Uh, what, you know, uh, of the NFTs that have been created so far, uh, what are just some examples of your work? Yeah, so all of, all of the images of 10,000 represent women, women of all backgrounds with different hairstyles, different hair colors, different types of makeup, different skin colors, different types of fashion. And the, the premise there is that we really wanted a collection that represents the unique, diverse beauty of, of all women. So as a statement, not only on the lack of representation of women in the artwork in the NFT space, but also as the people who are, are operating and building behind the scenes. So we have a collection of 10,000 is sassy and, and beautiful women that we feel are, are great representations in a digital format of real women in real lives. Well, it's fascinating stuff, and good luck to you. Thank you for joining us and telling your story. Alyssa Markline, who is the CEO of Crypto Chicks NFT based in San Francisco. And still to come, Apple could be getting into the subscription business for its devices. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Apple is working on a program to sell iPhones and iPads as part of a hardware 
subscription service. That's according to a report from Bloomberg. Let's talk about it with Chuck Carlson, who is the CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter. Chuck, thanks for joining us today. How does this differ from, let's say, an Apple Care subscription or some of the other subscription services that Apple already provides? Well, the big difference is we're talking about hardware versus the, the software and services. You know, Apple at the end of the most recent quarter had 785 million paid subscribers to their various uh, services across its platform. That was up 27% in just 12 months. So, you know, they, they see the benefits of having subscription services, and now they're translating that to the hardware side, it sounds like. It'll, it'll allow them you know, for folks that, you know, the, the, the price of Apple phones continues to go up, and this is one way for them to try to uh, get a, a greater audience in into those phones and do it in a subscription-based way, which is recurring revenue, which is what every company seeks these days. And is this also a sign uh, that uh, the, the buying public is a lot more comfortable with the idea of a subscription service just generally overall? Because uh, let's face it, we all have uh, three or four streaming services uh, to which we may already subscribe. And uh, you just expand that concept now to uh, iPhones and iPads. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, more and more people uh, you know, have moved a lot of their their services and activities to a subscription-based concept. And so, you know, Apple is is obviously taking advantage of that and and bringing hardware to that uh, type of service. And from a uh, revenue standpoint, uh, how will this... uh, uh, how could this potentially uh, benefit Apple, which is already one of the uh, world's uh, trillion-dollar corporations? Well, you know, I'm not sure it's it's going to be huge in terms of moving the needle initially, but what it will do is bring more people into the ecosystem for, for Apple. And, you know, that means not just doing hardware, but selling more paid subscriptions and, and, you know, getting more people onto the service side of things, which is where Apple has really seen its growth and, and seen the profit margins expand. So, you know, in, in that sense, it's a continuation of the trend of Apple as a service company, as a subscription company, and not necessarily as an iPhone company. And it uh, gives it a little bit of an edge uh, over Samsung. Well, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it continues kind of that growth. And, and the other thing is, too, this may accelerate uh, individuals' upgrade opportunities because th- there is it's been reported that they will tie into the hardware subscription uh, and ability as a new iPhone comes out to be able to get that. So, you know, it, it'll generate more revenue uh, because people are probably going to be upgrading more shortly if they're on these subscription-based plans. Your recommendation for Apple stock? We like the stock. We have it as a buy, and it's a stock that our clients do own. So it's it's one of our favorite stocks right now. And then very quickly, looking at the Dow, up uh, 31 points. Are the bears uh, still lurking? Yeah, bears are still lurking. I mean, we've had a nice rally here, but we do get rallies within the context of bear markets, and and I think we'll eventually see this one uh, peter out, and we'll see you know a retest of those uh, those early March lows. But uh, yeah, it's it's an, it's 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 nice to see the market rallying here. There's no doubt about it. Well, thanks a lot, Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at wbbmnewsradio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. 
Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.